to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I am Kayfabe AJ, and this is Kayfabe Avenue bringing to you the AEW Full Gear Prediction Show. So we are about 20, less than 24 hours, about 20 hours out from Full Gear. So we're going to run down the entire card. I'm going to discuss a little bit of the story of each match and, you know, pick a winner. Uh, I'll decide who I think is more than likely to pull off the win and, you know, branch off into further storylines where I think it might go in the future. So let's get right into it. We're starting off with the buy-in, the pre-show that they always do before every AEW pay-per-view. So this time we have a little treat. It's the NWA Women's World Championship on the line. Serena Deeb, the champion, newly uh, crowned after beating Thunder Rosa a few weeks back. This is a, her second title defense in AEW, um, representing the NWA. So uh, she's going against Allison K this time around. And God on the truth, I don't know much about Allison K. Um, this this feud doesn't have too much legs on it. It, it, it doesn't have too much background uh, behind it. Serena's just putting up the title. And um, I see no reason for Allison K to win it here. Serena's been used over the past couple of weeks and has been showcasing AEW television. So I think they're going to go with Serena Deeb and just get more uh, wins under her belt as champion for possibly a future rematch with Thunder Rosa, who had a great showing in AEW a few uh, weeks back. So I think that's where it's leading to as far as Serena Deep goes. And I have no doubt that she'll be the, the champion going in and coming out of uh, Full Gear tomorrow night. So <clears throat> the first uh, matchup, I think, that's on the card on the... The actual pay-per-view would be Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Now, this is another feud that's kind of been just thrown together recently. Um, I know the, the Dark Order has been feuding with the the best friends a little bit, but the Orange Cassidy versus John Silver aspect of it came from kind of left field, in my opinion, um, over maybe the last week or, or two uh, tops. So... Um, as far as the win, I believe it'll be Orange Cassidy, um, considering Orange Cassidy's coming off that big win, beating Jericho at the last pay-per-view. And, you know, he's been showcased as a really uh, good star and uh, possibly a, a future big star. Um, I think this is more of AEW giving kudos to John Silva and the work he's been putting in for the Dark Order and uh BTE John Silva has been like truly a highlight of the BTE segments for Dark Order and uh just on the show as well uh recently seconding 
Brody Lee for his title defense and really giving his all coming out busted open from that matchup. So John Silva definitely deserves the showcase, but I don't think he's going to pull off the win. Orange, Like I said, Orange Cassidy uh, definitely has been showcasing a bigger light uh, coming off of the Jericho win. And just quite frankly, Orange Cassidy is the bigger star. So I think this is, like I said, just a little notch for uh, Silva to get on a pay-per-view and in a singles capacity. So that's pretty awesome. So um, uh, I definitely expect this to be a decent match. Silva is is one that not only can bring the comedy character-wise, but he's actually really good in the ring and a pretty big guy considering his, his height. Um, but love Silva, love Orange Cassidy. Expect this to be definitely filled with comedy uh, considering how lazy... Orange Cassidy can be sometimes. So I wonder if the real question is, will John Silva make Orange Cassidy try? <laughs> will he make him try? So that's the real question. But nonetheless, I pick Orange Cassidy. I see no reason for uh, Orange Cassidy not to pull off this win. So definitely something to look forward to um, as far as that goes. So the next matchup we have on the card is Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a elite deletion match. Now, this story has been going on for months. So this goes as far back as Matt Hardy's debut in AEW and you know him helping the elite uh kind of fill in the ranks during the COVID situation. And uh he they were supposed to have this uh event which was canceled blood and guts which hopefully god willing um i will get to go to in february which has been scheduled for that time but yeah matt hardy debuted then and, they, and the elite was feuding with the inner circle so this was the beginning of sammy versus uh matt and you know the first image of that you think of the stadium stampede and matt hardy chasing uh sammy Guevara with the golf cart and then you know, they will have many matches over the the months to follow, you know, and a lot of controversy surrounding this feud because, you know, it seemed like week after the week, these guys were really injuring each other and really hurting each other in, in their feud. And um, I don't know if they had real tension backstage, which I doubt, you know, AEW tends to keep a really good culture backstage, but you know, it was like, damn, these guys are really coming out with battle scars week in, week out, leading to the last pay-per-view um, where Matt Hardy ended up taking a fall straight to concrete, hitting his head, getting a concussion. Um, AEW co- uh, got a lot of flack, a lot of uh, negative feedback for allowing Matt Hardy to continue that match when, you know, it was clear to everyone who was watching, the viewers at home, that... Matt Hardy was out of it. He was KO. So they said that they would end this feud. They allowed Matt Hardy to pull off the win at the pay-per-view. They said the next uh, Dynamite after that show that they will allow this feud to end. You know, once Matt Hardy was cleared, they, you know, continued the feud. So um, I wasn't upset that they letting this continue. Just It just needed to be in a capacity where they could protect each other. And the elite deletion match is the perfect way to make sure that they can protect each other. Uh, For those viewers that don't know what an elite elite deletion match is, it's pretty much 
uh, cinematic version of a match. Um, Matt Hardy is like the godfather of the cinematic matches with his broken universe and his broken Matt Hardy character, uh, bringing that kind of match really to mainstream in, uh, you know, wrestling period. And with the COVID-19 situation, they really capitalized on that style of matchmaking and that style of presentation of matches. So, you know, people got to tip off their hat and give Matt Hardy his his flowers for the whole concept and making it something that was believable and, and you know, fun to actually watch the, uh, week in and week out. And I expect really good things. Sammy Guevara is, a, is a, you know, a good wrestler, great wrestler, not a good wrestler, great wrestler, um, but he has a great character as well. So him and Matt Hardy do bounce off each other really well. And hopefully they don't bounce chairs off each other's heads or bounce heads off of concrete in, in the Elite Deletion match. But um, just like most Deletion matches, this is going to be at the Hardy compound. So um, I expect all of the gimmicks uh, from Senor Benjamin to um, the, the, damn, I forgot the name of it. Uh, damn it, the... The freaking flight, the little machine. Well, when I, as I go completely blank in my mind, I'll skip over that. Uh, Vanguard one. There you go. Damn it. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I got it. Vanguard. I expect Vanguard one to make an appearance. I expect, you know, all those gimmicks, Senor, Senor Benjamin and, you know, maybe even the Hardy kids and, uh, you know, all the, the things that go along with it, the Lake of Reincarnation, all this. Hopefully, you know, all that comes into play. I, I really love the Broken Universe. And I feel like it really didn't get a good chance in AEW. And, you know, with the COVID situation, Matt felt like he should hold off on the character. Hopefully, he brings it fully on back. You know, nowadays, we don't know what gimmick Matt is uh, behind nowadays. With the Multiverse of Matt situation he has going on in AEW. You know, we don't know what version of Matt we're going to get. Maybe we'll get them all. It, it, it is an ultimate, well, an elite deletion, uh, an elite deletion match, excuse me. So, you know, we might see everything. Who I think is going to win? Um, I think Matt Hardy's going to pull off the win on this one um, to, like, really um, redeem the last match and really put the nail in the coffin as far as this match goes. Um, Sammy Guevara really doesn't have much to lose by by actually taking a loss but Matt Hardy really hasn't gotten to get off the ground I feel completely so I think Matt Hardy needs this win to you know solidify his his standing in AEW and not only just to move past Simon Guevara but make him uh, in a you know put him in a position that he can start feuds with other people and you know get up the ranks you know Matt's trajectory in AEW is unsure but one thing he has made certain he wants to eventually go for singles titles and you know accomplish a few things in AEW before he calls it quits he wants to broadcast and, and you know showcase his broken universe so hopefully we get that tomorrow and we get more of it in the next couple months so my pick is Matt Hardy next up we have Chris Jericho Versus MJF. And. 
honestly, I'm a fan of MJF. I'm a fan of Chris Jericho. But I'm not a fan of Chris Jericho and MJF. Not together, not in this feud. Um, Jericho, honestly, has started to take the role of, you know, bringing up the stars. Like I mentioned earlier, he recently, you know, took a loss to Orange Cassidy, propelling Orange Cassidy in the, you know, eyes of the viewers and in the ranks of AEW. So, you know, he's trying to do that for MJF and, and you know, give him the rub and, and you know, help MJF in his career. I We get that. But just the, the booking of this, I do not like. It was confusing. You know, is MJF trying to join? Is he not trying to join? Are they friends? Are they not friends? Then they, you know, have a passive-aggressive promo leading to a dinner. Then they have a dinner that turns into a musical. But then two weeks later, um, on the last Dynamite that just happened, you have MJF just attack Jericho. And it's just... It, it, it was just bad booking. I like... Some of the promos, you know, I did like along the way and, you know, it made me laugh at certain points. But what really lost me in this feud, I have to say, was the musical uh, part of it. Um, I was enjoying the promo up until the part where they broke out a song. It was just weird. It was out of character, I felt. Um, you know, not, not for Jericho or MJF per se, but it was out of character for the moment, like... I felt like the direction they should have went was, you know, a full on like either I'm really trying to join, I'm earn my way or, you know, I'm just trying to steal the inner circle storyline. I thought that's where it was going. Now it's weird. Like he's fighting to gain entry into the inner circle. But aren't you supposed to respect Jericho if you're trying to join his group and you do that by attacking him in the show leading to it? You know, trying to say he's not soft or whatever the case may be. Ah, I, I just didn't appreciate the booking, especially considering why would MJF want to join the inner circle or join another group when just two, uh, two months or a month before that, when you were facing John Moxley, you had your own stable. You had your cabinet. You were doing the whole presidential run gimmick. So it doesn't make sense that you would need a group now when you had your own. So personally, I really don't want, uh, don't like, not that I don't want, uh, I don't like the the story so far, but I do want to see the matchup. I think MJF pulls off the win. Like I said, Jericho's been giving people the rub. Um, not only that, he's trying to, you know, boost up MJF and the trajectory MJF has been going. He's been getting a couple of wins or a couple of real standout moments, especially um, considering he just lost to John Mox. So I think it lowers his stock if he loses again the month later. But then again, does that lower the stock of Jericho? Because Jericho was supposed to be the first ever AEW champion. He has not gone again uh, for that title again. He hasn't got his rematch. On the last episode of Dynamite, he did make mention of the title and, um, you know, him possibly going for it in the future. But does a loss really help him against MJF? But then again, will the feud continue? I believe the feud continues past this. So that's why MJF will pull off the win. And more than likely, he'll pull off the win in a sneaky fashion. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where this story is going. But 
we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, AEW, I love AEW. It does a lot of things right. But this one, I felt they did really wrong. I didn't enjoy it as uh, much as I should. So um, next up, we have the AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. And um, honestly, the women's division has been kind of, you know, struggling. You know, they were showcasing people like Ivelisse and and uh, Diamante and uh, Abaddon. And then don't for a while. And then you had Thunder Rosa. And now she hasn't been around for a while. So, you know, the the, the direction of the division is, is confusing. Um, but... And I don't even really know how Nyla Rose jumped into this situation to to begin with because Nyla Rose has been somebody who's also been missing for a little while. So, you know, this comes off of Hikaru Shida having a little rivalry with Thunder Rosa and defending her title against a couple people. I don't think, you know, the fact that Shida can't really be a mouthpiece, she can't really speak too much and cut the promos, um, I think she loses I think Nyla Rose wins the title, and especially with Vicky Guerrero seconding Nyla Rose being her manager, uh, I definitely see them screwing Sheeta over. And honestly, they don't even need to screw her over because it's Nyla fucking Rose, a, the the a native beast. And oh my god, that that power bomb she did on Dynamite the other day is is not is not a you know easy sight to watch. Uh, when Nyla Rose is in the ring dominating these women. So I believe Nyla Rose is going to pull off the win on that. I did like Hikaru Shida as champion, but I think she, you know, they don't really know what they're doing with the women's division. I don't know if it's COVID affecting the availability of certain women, but just across the board, I don't really like how they're booking them. You have the bunny get pulled out, join Brandy and the, and the, Nightmare Family for no reason other than to put Brandy over in the tournament to put over the uh the Amante and and uh Ivelisse to showcase Ivelisse and the Amante for the next like two three weeks to not showcase them to give the bunny back to the butcher and the blade and have her and Brandy split and it had nothing to do with them splitting it was her uh split with QT Marshall. Um what's happening with the rest of the women's roster? What was happening to Penelope Ford? Why isn't Brett Baker in a better situation? Um, you know, at this point. Why isn't she booked heavy or and facing Sheeta at this point? I I I think they need to do better. They're falling into old patterns and I, I just don't like um the booking of the women's division. I feel like they need to work on that and with having Nyla Rose in that position, somebody who can talk and also has a mouthpiece in Vicky Guerrero, uh, we could get some legitimate storylines cooking for the women's division. There's a lot of talent there that I want to see, some great women on the roster. It's just, you know, book them right. So before we move on to the rest of the card, let's take a quick break to uh, our sponsors and, you know, the Listen to the people who support KFABAV and keep this train going. So we'll be right back after these messages. And we're back. We left off with Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. And I picked Nyla Rose uh, to win that one. 
Uh, next up on the card, we have the finals of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. And what a story. I think on this card, this is legitimately the longest book story. It's the it's literally day one AEW. This has been going on since AEW has existed with, you know, um, Hangman Page going for the AEW Championship and not pulling that off, and that kind of leading to his descent into being the drunk cowboy that we see now. Uh, Kenny Omega, you know, suffering similar, you know, defeats and, you know, changes throughout his his run in AEW. Them two becoming a tag team, them uh, reluctantly, and then, you know, being a great tag team, and then eventually splitting because of the differences and, you know, Hangman's personal issues and him not wanting to be a part of the elite and the dissension of the elite, you know, which also caused the Bucks to have a personality change down the line. And just so much things encompassed in the story. This is truly um, the longest storytelling AEW has put forth. And honestly, outside of another match I'll mention when we get to it, I think this has the ability to steal the fucking show. We're getting the cleaner version of Kenny Omega. We're getting Hangman Page. These two are great stars. They know each other well. This, this, just, you know, the story going into it is going to boost this match. These two are known for giving great classics, especially when it comes to Kenny Omega. Um, you know, the theatrics of, of it and the storytelling within the matchup. I expect this to be, you know, top notch. Uh, as far as wins, uh, honestly, I think the safe bet would be Kenny Omega. But I think the swerve would be Hangman Page. Everybody is, is kind of discounting the drunk cowboy. Everybody is seeing Kenny Omega being the cleaner. Kenny had, had the side of the bracket where he was fight, fighting replacements uh, in the tournament. He fought Sonny Kiss, which was a, a squash. You know, Heyman legitimate had wars to get here. I think... We're going to get a swerve, and I'm going for Hangman Page. Safe bet is Kenny. I I will say, the safe bet is Kenny Omega. But I'm going to go with the swerve. I'm going to go with Hangman Page, pulling off this win, and forcing Kenny Omega to completely give us the cleaner. This story should continue to the next pay-per-view. Them getting a real blow-off matchup. No more friendship. Fuck the friendship. You know, because Hangman still has those hopes of rekindling and, you know, fuck the friendship. This is about the title and Hangman costing, you know, Kenny Omega that that title opportunity. I think this this storyline should continue. Not only that, the heavyweight division is pretty stacked with the people they have uh, revolving around the heavyweight title picture. So I'm going with Hangman Page. Next up, we have Cody versus or should I say Cody Rhodes now that he's allowed to say it well Cody versus Darby Allen for the TNT title and this story's been you know cooked up pretty quickly um doesn't have quite the long-term storyline booking as a Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page um but pretty decently built especially with the promo um Cody just cut cut on the last dynamite it was really good but 
Darby Allen pretty much is that outsider, that that character that is all mystery, and he believes that he should be the face of TNT, and they don't want him to be. And, and Cody's promo pretty much told him, "Hey, we would love for you to be the face of TNT, but you're not the ace. I'm the ace, you know." So pretty good overall. I honestly, I'm going for Cody. Um, Cody just finished winning the belt back from Brody Lee. I don't. I think if he loses the title instantly to Darby Allen, it diminishes Brody Lee. Um, losing it to him, it, it, I feel f- for me personally, it takes away the importance of Brody Lee dropping back and Cody, uh, you know, reassure, reaffirming his character, his status as the ace of the company. I feel like that would diminish that. So I'm going for Cody pulling off this win. Um, I've heard a lot of people going for. Darby Allen, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna go for Cody. This has the potential to also be um, a standout match. You, we already know Cody cuts, gets cut, gets busted open, goes all out in every matchup for AEW, whether it's televised or on pay per view. And Darby Allen is known for coffin drops and body bags, and it's more than likely somebody's gonna bleed. More than likely somebody's gonna get hurt. So I expect this to be along the lines of a beautiful car wreck, um, but Cody for the win. So next up, we have FTR versus the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. And now if Kenny versus Hangman was long-term storyline booking, this storyline was going on since before AEW even existed. This was going on before AW was even a thought, before All Out was even a challenge, before they even considered leaving New Japan. This storyline has been going on since FTR was in NXT, since the Elite was the Bullet Club. These two teams have, have been um, compared uh, against as the greatest tag team you know, in wrestling, in the viewer, the viewer's eyes, and we've been asking for this dream match for years and years, and finally we're getting this now. But the actual storyline in AEW, uh, you know, they did put those elements of all these years of the build up between them. You know, they were saying fuck FTR, fuck fuck the revival, um, their names in WWE even before it was a thing. So. FTR's name even comes from Fuck the Revival and the Bucks, you know, poking fun of them from, you know, different companies. So a lot of history, but storyline-wise, AEW, you know, the debut of FTR and, you know, them pretty much not looking at the Bucks as competition and overlooking the Bucks and the Bucks, you know, losing all the opportunities at the title and, and not winning the big ones to get the chances for the title. Um, Hangman involved with FTR, you know, playing with Hangman's drunk state and feelings towards the elite. And, you know, Hangman was a catalyst for uh, the Bucks losing the chance to go against FTR at the last pay-per-view. So, you know, this changed the attitude of the Bucks and they're more, have more of an edge. And I think this, if if not the Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page 
or even the Cody versus Darby, this tag team match has the potential to be the greatest match of the show and possibly one of the greatest matches of the year. The Young Bucks versus FTR, a clash of styles. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm going for the Young Bucks for the win. They've been losing the big one. They've been going for, you know, aiming for this. They, you know, had this character change. They've been, you know, depressed over not being the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions and, you know, really shaken up about their positioning in the company. So even going as far as saying if they lose, they will never go for the titles again. What are the Bucks if they're not a tag team going for the titles? So I see the Bucks winning this. Finally fulfilling their their uh, destiny of being AEW Tag Team Champions. So, definitely going for the Bucks for the win on that one. And finally, the last match of the night, the main event, AEW World Champion John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in the I Quit match. Now, love everything about the story. Love these guys. Love the, the promos. Love the build-up. My only problem is it does not make sense towards the rank system. Eddie Kingston is not even ranked on the top five. He's not close to the round robin of that. He hasn't even had enough singles matches. His only claim to this was not losing against uh, in the Battle Royal. But brother, you lost in your last title run, uh, match. How do you get another title match? How? Because you cut good promos? I don't understand the reasoning behind this, but nonetheless, love these guys. Love the promo work. Um, this is going to be hard-hitting. This is going to be hardcore. Both of these guys got a long history of tagging and, you know, in the promo work. Oh, I'm, I'm, excuse me. Not of tagging, but, you know, you know, being friends and, you know, clashing in previous companies. Um, I believe ICW and C CCW are a very hardcore company. So I expect this one to be really rough, but I think John Moxley retains. Again, Eddie Kingston's not even on the rankings. Um, I truly see John Moxley dropping to Kenny Omega or Hangman Page in the future, if not uh, a rematch with Chris Jericho down the line, or possibly even Lance Archer, but I don't see it dropping to Eddie Kingston at full gear. Um, I don't think they build up full gear, I'm uh, not full gear, build up Eddie Kingston enough as a legitimate contender to even warrant this. I think he really got awarded this for his, you know, standout uh, mic skills, his promo work, elevating, you know, the Butcher and the Blade again and the Lucha Bros keeping them all in the spotlight and, you know, just hitting home runs when it comes to his promo work. So I expect this to be a good match. But I definitely see John Moxley pulling off the win. So that's the full card for AEW's full gear. You know, I could go on and on and talk about this all day. But nonetheless, you can find me at kfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. And you can find us collectively at kfabe Avenue on the YouTube for the visual versions of our podcast. And as well as... Most podcast streaming uh, providers, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and uh, most uh, places is provided. You can find us at KFABAVU on Twitter. Join our Facebook group. And like I said, for all of that, like, share, subscribe, comment, join the conversation. Uh, give us 
you know, ideas so we can uh, give you more content, create these shows and uh, speaking about and uh, empowering us to give you more content, create these shows. If you love the show, click on that uh, link, the support link so you can subscribe to our podcast and donate what you can and uh, show Kayfabe some love so we can continue providing more shows and, you know, good uh, content that only Bav can provide. So follow all our avenues to join the Kayfabe News. And like I said, I can do this all day. I have been Kayfabe AJ. This has been Bav, and this was the full gear wrap-up. I expect to see you guys tomorrow after the show. I'll be giving a full review of full gear. Kenny, take us home. Bye. And good night.